Whenever I want to manifest anything, my go-to is to get out a pen and a journal and get to writing. Every time I've done this, things manifest. This is one of the main ways that I manifested my awesome partnership that I'm in with Jeff. Um, This is how I created our dream home that we're about to move into. This is how I manifest awesome clients. This is how I make sure my retreats run smoothly and are super badass. Like pretty much anytime I want something, I write it down. It happens. Obviously, this is not only for writing it down. There's also a lack of resistance. All of this to say that I'm teaching you exactly how to do it in my brand new book, Letters to the Universe. So in this book, in the first part, I teach you all my manifesting secrets, how to move past the resistance, how to script in the best, most potent way. And then part two is a bunch of tear out pages for you to write your own letters to the universe with a bunch of brainstorming questions that will help get you aligned, help you release resistance, help you get in the vibe, get in the flow so that you can write the most effective, potent, and magical letters to the universe to help you manifest your dreams. So you can order a copy at any major book retailer. The book is launching January 11th if you want to wait to get it in stores. But I would encourage you to pre-order because if you pre-order your copy of Letters to the Universe and my other new book, My Pocket Guide to Manifestation, before January 11th, you'll be entered to win $500 off my 2022 Radical Self-Love Retreat, which is coming up in October. Just email or Instagram me both receipts and the winner will be announced later this month. So links to all of this and the details are in the show notes. Happy manifesting. Good luck. Love you all. Hope you enjoy the book. Hey, Lindsay here. What if I told you you could get unlimited access to some of my best hypnotherapy, mindset hacks, and courses right at your fingertips anytime you want it? It's all inside my Align Your Mind membership. Joining AYM gets you instant access to my entire digital hypnotherapy library with topics for any desire you have, plus a huge selection of bonus content, courses, trainings, and resources for deep, long-lasting transformations that I reserve for members' eyes only. Whatever you desire to embody or release, I got you covered, and there's always something new to explore and benefit from. Your biggest desires are waiting to be achieved, and the AYM membership can get you there. So to join and get more info, hit the link in the episode description and start exploring your limitless potential. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to High Vibe Knit. We are so excited and thrilled to have you here on today's episode. I'm really excited because I've been dying to get an astrologer on the show. I've been like, Lindsay, we got to talk to an astrologer. I need to know about the age of Aquarius. I need to know what's going on during these crazy prevalent times. And I'm really excited to introduce Miss Heidi Rose Robbins, who is an astrologer, a poet, a speaker, and she also has two amazing podcasts. One is called The Radiance Project, and the other is called Chart Your Career. So Heidi, thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Hello. Okay. So I think this is so divine timing and you know synchronistic and everything because it's true Kelsey has been like we need to get another astrologer we did have one before as I mentioned but it was so long ago it was more about the pandemic and like what's going to happen and like how how is this going to go down kind of thing and it was so early on that nobody I mean everybody was still we kind of still are but it's really nice to have you to get like an updated fresh perspective because you know we're still going through it and I know there's some personal things that probably a lot of our audience are wondering about that I know like happens in every episode you're going to say exactly what people need to hear so that they can feel a little bit hopefully more centered and have more clarity about where they stand and and things like that so before we get into all of that lovely yummy stuff I really want to know kind of how you started I always ask the origin story because it's so fascinating to me how we go from who we were to who we are. And I know we're always evolving. So I'd love to hear that from you. Wonderful. Well, yeah, I have an interesting origin story. I guess I, I, I grew up in Fargo, North Dakota, believe it or not. Um, and my dad was an astrologer in Fargo, North Dakota and had a metaphysical bookstore. And my uh, God, this sounds like my dream. If my parents had a metaphysical bookstore, I would, I would just stay there all the time. Well, we were definitely the odd ones out in the, in the neighborhood. It was a more conservative town. And my mother also like painted our house 
kind of bright spring green and all the houses on the block were like gray and brown and my dad's metaphysical bookstore was around the corner. So we, it was a kind of quirky childhood, but um, I was always interested in theater. I loved theater. I loved poetry. I loved music. And so for many years, I, I, I pursued that. And, but at the same time, my father was always talking to me. It was like being bilingual in a way, you know, because um, he would speak to me about astrology. And so eventually I, when I was about 18 or 19 years old, I said, you know what? I really do want to learn this. And we took a long walk. We were on Block Island at the time and we took a long walk and he recorded a whole bunch of sort of introductory astrological information. And then later he took another walk by himself and another walk. And I had many, many recordings of introducing me to all the basics of astrology, which I still have, by the way. Um, and that was how I really got going. And I've been an astrologer for over 20 years now and a professional astrologer over 20 years now, but I've always blended astrology and my artistry, which is my, my super passionate place. Gosh, so what a treasure to have those recordings, such valuable information from your dad. Is he still around? He is. He lives in Finland and he's still, he's a, he's been a teacher his whole life teaching astrology, esoteric psychology, teaches I've all got the to world. meet your dad. <laughs> he is a character. You've he's a, got he's a to meet wizard this. man. Kelsey, does he not sound like freaking amazing? <laughs> Sounds like the next guest. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to run to I your dad love and pitch him. him. <laughs> okay. So thank you, dad, first of all, because I've been following you. Kelsey's been following you. We love what you're putting out and what you're putting into the world. And it's so important. It, it's always important, but I, I would even venture to say people that would never have noticed this sort of thing before are being attracted to this sort of thing, to astrology, to inner power, to empowerment, to gosh, crystals. I don't care. They're, they're attracted to what is not being force fed to us what is not being kind of programmed into us and kind of asking more questions so you know call it what you want waking up or whatever you want to call it I just think people are so much more open to what we do I'd say we all of us what we are doing on the planet and I think it's just so cool so thanks dad and thank you Heidi for being here once again um what do you love to do the most in your work what is your favorite thing Wow. Well, I know. I would, you know, no, it's a great question. Um, and I think, by the way, you are incredibly right. Like I've been doing this for many, many years. And I just think in the last even three to four years, the acceleration and the interest in astrology in, in all in, in metaphysics is just exploding. And it's so wonderful to, to witness, you know, um, the new generations are just so excited to get any information they can that will help them become the people they want to be, you know, in the world. But I would say one of the things that I love most is that for the last 12 years, I've run retreats called the Radiant Life Retreats. And they started out just for women, but now they're for everyone. And um, it is a place where I blend astrology, poetry, embodiment, because I really feel like we have to understand these energies in, in our bodies, not just intellectually. And so we'll, we'll meet for like five days and we will look at our charts and we'll write and we'll do deep counsel and we'll do beautiful like therapeutic work around, I would say getting through the fear and pain in our bodies and in our lives and stepping into the fullness of who we can be and who we can become. So um, I've, I think I've done now at least 24 retreats and they are high, high points in my life. Kelsey knows all about that. Oh yeah. The, I, I never knew that I was going to host retreats, but I host a retreat called Radical Self-Love and it's for women. So a similar theme and we do a lot of healing work and we go to the beach in Mexico and we just like hold each other and you know, it's always different, Beautiful. but um, like, it's so cool to see people come together for like common intentionality and just be surrounded by like-minded people. Like it's really powerful together in person like that I've found. So that I definitely feel me. you on how that would be like, a high point in your career. <laughs> yeah, I Kelsey, say, go oh, ahead. I was just going to say to Kelsey, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about the age of Aquarius and that is part of the age of Aquarius is like yes. groups coming together yeah. on the level, uh. on the level. Do you know, like no, there's no, it's not hierarchical. It's we're in a circle 
somebody steps to the center of the circle, offers their gift, steps back, somebody else steps forward. It's like group empowerment and group upliftment. And that's what we're seeing more and more and will grow over the next many, 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 many years in the age of Aquarius. Yes. Okay. So great segue. So tell us everything else you know about it. Yeah. Well, you know, every astrological age is around 2000 years. So we've been in the age of Pisces and there's no exact beginning of the age there. Astrologers have different opinions about it, but let's just right. say we're in the transition time. We are in the transition time into the age of Aquarius. And, you know, Pisces was much more the God on high, the guru, the, the individual marching towards enlightenment. Right. And it's, yes. Is it, or is it not around the same time that Christianity kind of blew up and yes. took off. Yes, Boom. exactly. Exactly. I had exactly. to point it out because because I read about this and I was like, oh my gosh, that's this cannot be a coincidence. <laughs> oh no, not at all. Yeah, exactly. No, Pisces is deeply connected to Christianity for sure. I mean, it's connected to many things, but yes. And so it is very much like the savior, the one on high, the God outside of us, the God, you know, transcendent. Whereas with Aquarius, it's the God imminent. It's like within. And it is uh such a sign of, well, it's such an interesting sign because as I said, it's all about group work and group creativity and coming together to lift one another, but it's also a really technologically savvy sign, right? And it's a very scientific sign and it's an impersonal sign. So we're learning how to love one another impersonally do you know, in other words, you're, it's not like you're mine. Nobody else can have you. We're learning to love one another. We maybe not like one another, but we're learning to love one another. And that is part of the signature of the Aquarian age as well. Mm, wow. This is cool. So I don't know how much I already shared on the recording that's going to be aired, but my boyfriend and I are both, we have a lot of Aquarius in our chart. So we're all about like age of Aquarius, super excited, community oriented, trying to bring people together, empower them, uplift them. Um, And my boyfriend is like obsessed with this idea of creating like a small utopian society of like small groups of people and yada, yada, which I think is very age of Aquarius of him. And I just been like dying to get an astrologer on the show to talk about this. And literally like every Saturday, I wake up to the Age of Aquarius song blasting in my house. And Jeff is like waving his arms, dancing around. I come down and make breakfast. And we literally party like to this concept on a weekly basis. So that just gives some context to the listeners out there, how like stoked we are that we're leading into this time. But what are some other like big differences between where we've been and where we're going? Well, what's kind of cool is part of um, what's very exciting about this time, even last year and this year, even though, you know, we've been in the middle of a gigantic crisis, um, two planets have been in the sign of Aquarius. Saturn has been in the sign of Aquarius and Jupiter has been in the sign of Aquarius. So for all you Aquarians, you are really undergoing huge growth and huge transformation. And we could say that the age of Aquarius is being sort of amplified right now. So for example, with Jupiter and Aquarius, it only lands there once every 12 years, okay? So every 12 years, we have a chance to amp it up, to, to, to grow community. And so right now we're in a time when we are meant to be figuring out how to grow community, even with all these tests, even as we're separate from one another, even as we're feeling socially awkward and, and certain old dynamics are ending. Like if ever there was a time that old relationship dynamics are ending and new ways of coming together to create together are forming, it's like right now. And so when we look at the age of Aquarius, um, these two years are pivotal as it gets underway. Yeah. Mm. Um, There's a beautiful phrase for Aquarius. It says, Water of life am I poured forth for those who thirst. So Aquarius is the water bearer that brings its water, which is information, which is love, which is sustenance, and it learns how to share it. And we all are meant to become Aquarian water bearers where we give our gifts on behalf of humanity. Like we have to fall in love with the idea of humanity, our fellow brothers and sisters. Right now, we all hate each other. Do you know? It's like, there's a huge polarity. So like, how are we different versus how are we the same? Yeah. And in the age of Aquarius, we have to find the way to 
to find that impersonal love so that we can uplift one another. And so it's very much about how do we give our gifts on, for the benefit of the whole? And how do we decentralize ourselves? Like how do we get less obsessed with our own little lives and more obsessed with our, our community lives and our humanitarian lives? Yeah. Mm, this I, makes um, a lot of sense. <laughs> it definitely does. I read that the age of Aquarius began in 2012 with the end of the Mayan calendar, like instead of the world ending, it's just like that age was ending. Also, I had my Aquarius son the same year, 2012. So I was like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> it's so crazy. But like, what, what do you say about like, I, I don't know what you know or what you don't know about the Mayan calendar, but that's what I read. So what do you know about that? Yeah, there, there, I would just say that there are a lot of there's a lot of different opinions about and different maybe opinions. they just ran out of stone and that's why it ended in 2012. They just well, ran out of room. <laughs> but if you think about the fact that an age is approximately 2000 years, 20, you know, 2000 to 2500 years, you, you have to realize that mm -hmm. it's no specific moment. It's this gradual ushering in of a whole <laughs> new way of being. It's you so know? funny. The margin of error is five hundred years you guys <laughs> we are really just a freaking speck <laughs> yeah no it's so true when you start to blow when you start oh to my really God. get perspective yeah exactly that's nuts that's really funny so i also wanted to ask you a little bit about 2022 more yeah. immediate future not like yeah. 2000 years in the making what are some themes or lessons or like energies happening next yeah. year do you think since we're so close and we're going into that like yeah. what are some helpful tidbits you can give the peeps so we can yeah. prepare and ride the wave well the first thing i want to say you know not everybody more and more people know something beyond their sun sign but maybe some of your listeners don't yet know how important it is to know your sun, your moon, and your rising sign. Those are your three primary energies. So whatever I say to you about this upcoming year, if you don't know, for example, that your Pisces rising, you might not know just how significant this year is going to be for you, you know? Mm. So that's the first thing that I would say to you is it's so important as you look to the astrology of the coming year to say to yourself, well, what are my primary energies in my chart? So I can see how my blueprint, this design is affected, right? So one of the huge things that, um, one of the huge things that's happening at the very end of this year is that Jupiter is moving into Pisces. It already dipped into Pisces in the spring and early summer, just for a tiny bit, but now it will officially move into Pisces. It's been in Aquarius, like I said, and Pisces is a sign of great sensitivity and it's a great, a sign of great artistry and love. And so the, the most beautiful part of this is music, film, photography, like all the arts are going to get like this rich dose of this Jupiter in Pisces time. I suppose the dangerous part of Jupiter in Pisces is Pisces is like the ocean. So things spread, <laughs> you know, like we don't want, we don't want this to continue in terms of the coronavirus, but it's like there, there, th that could be a possibility that we run into another glitch around that as the year gets underway. But the most important thing I think is that Jupiter and Pisces has us working together and with, with more compassion, I mean, mm. and more artistry. I think we've been a little bit starved in terms of artistry in person, you know, and like, I think we're ready for a real wave of like all the people going to concerts now, right. And just needing that sustenance. So Jupiter and Pisces is a big, big deal, big feelings, big artistry. Um, also, we're at a time when we have eclipses in Taurus and in Scorpio all year long eclipses. So if you have strong Taurus or strong Scorpio or strong Leo or strong Aquarius, these eclipses are really affecting you. And they are, it's going to go all year long and into 2023 as well. And it has a lot to do with your values and what you truly desire and what you no longer desire. And it also has a lot to do with our financial lives as well, it, particularly if you're in those signs and getting clear about where we want to invest our money, where we want to invest so that we can grow what's beautiful in our lives. Um, so those are a couple things that are going on. Saturn continues to stay in Aquarius, right? So it continues to test us in terms of our 
groups and our social gatherings, but it maybe starts to help us get mature. It maybe starts to help us mature a little bit in the realm of how we're treating one another in groups and how we're building groups that could last. If there's one thing we've learned, it's that life's better together. And with the holidays here, something fun you can do instead of getting everyone together via text or email is to use Evite. Evite offers thousands of free invitation options, all fully customizable to your occasion. Birthdays, weddings, baby showers, holiday parties, whatever you're celebrating, no matter how big or small, you can create an Evite for it. You can choose a design created by their community of professional artists or upload your own. Either way, it's a super fun and easy process to do, and it's something that you can do to make your holidays or any event extra special so people get a real invitation. It takes just a few minutes to create and send invitations to everyone on your guest list. Plus, RSVP tracking is included. And Evite makes it super easy to link registry or gift lists to your invite too. And best of all, it's all free. I love Evite because it, first of all, saves paper and saves trees and saves the environment, which I am very big fan of. It's very easy, very quick to use, and you can really use it for anything. It's super customizable. So Evite is helping make my celebrations feel extra special, and they can help you too. Head over to evite.com slash V-I-B-I-N to choose from thousands of design options and create and send invitations for free. That's E-V-I-T-E dot com slash V-I-B-I-N evite.com slash vibin. If you suspect that you may have nutritional gaps in your diet, like most modern women today, may I suggest that you check out Ritual. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 and Up Multivitamin is my new favorite way to support my health. It was formulated with nutrients to support brain, bone, and blood health, plus it has antioxidant support. My favorite part about Ritual's multivitamin is that it's a nice, small, easy to swallow capsule that tastes like mint. So instead of having to swallow a horse pill every day that tastes horrible, it's a nice, pleasant experience that goes down easy, at least for me. And it gets mailed to me every month. So I don't have to worry about running out of multivitamins or unnecessary extra trips to the store. As far as Ritual as a brand goes, they are committed to third-party testing, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication, no shady stuff. Right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off for three months. Visit ritual.com slash vibin and turn healthy habits into a daily ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash V-I-B-I-N. Yeah. Mm. Um, what if you're an introvert and groups really freak you out? Right. So that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, I think we all have to find the way, look, there's groups that are outside of us. And then there are groups that you can tune in with inwardly. So if you're truly yeah. an introvert and you truly don't want to be in the room with people, then guess what? You close your eyes and you connect with all people of goodwill and you yes. once, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you connect with your inner group. You don't have to always be in the room, you know? That yeah. Like we amazing. have a community here, high vibrant peeps who maybe you're not like outwardly talking to each other or all coming to the retreat, but you're all listening to the same information, probably having similar thoughts, valuing similar things. So like there are other people out there like you. And I know I like that something that really used to help me when I was feeling so isolated before I used to always like notice how different I was from everyone because I don't know, Aquarians are a lot about like, oh, I'm so unique, blah, blah, blah. But once I got over that, I was like, okay, well, this is kind of causing me like detriment because I feel alone and isolated and misunderstood. So then I just changed the question to, well, how am I the same right, as other people? And when you start asking yourself that, you can feel so connected to everybody around you. Even your Uncle Joe, who's on the opposite side of the political spectrum, even that person who ran you off the side of the road, everyone yeah. becomes something that you have something in common with. And you just can really cultivate that sense of humanity and community. And we're all the same to a degree, like at the base level. And I think that brings me like solace and peace and I you get all the benefits. So yeah. yeah. All the benefits of community without the energy drain, which yeah. truly, <laughs> which truly probably just comes from a uh, lack of energetic boundaries. 
you know, because when you set those in place, if you're able to do that, you can be a world of difference. Or is there a possibility that you feel drained by people because you've been in groups of the wrong people who weren't your people? Well, no, because I get that with my kids too. So I don't think that's true. Well, kids are needy. I mean, like adult people your age. You know, real quick, real quick. My husband said something, of course, so profound, able shout out. But he was listening to this podcast and he goes, I've never thought about this before because he's a huge extra. He loves being around people. He loves his waiter job. He's not a waiter anymore, but he looks back and is like, I miss that. (laughs) What are you talking about? Anyway, he likes that stuff. He loves being around people and going out. And I do not. I love to have a book or a TV show and be in a blanket. Like that's all I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, He said something that really made me think about it differently. He goes, he, he heard that introverts or rather extroverts have used their social interactions as like coins coming to them like money payment to them it fills them up whereas introverts see that their interact those same interactions as like spending their coins and you only have a certain amount of coins per day and he goes and I really realized he goes I understood now like how you feel at the end of the day when you're doing your podcast or when you have a full day of clients and it's like I love to do these things but I can't deny like when I'm done I'm like I've got nothing left do not ask me about dinner don't talk to me. I need a minute to just like refill and recharge. And he goes, he kind of got that extra level of understanding. And I myself feeling that way, never heard it back to me that way. So it really made a lot of sense. Like, oh yeah, I'm spending money right now, but it's cool. It's fun. I like being with with you guys, but yeah, it did. It did make me think differently, but you're right. I think being around the right people can definitely have a huge impact on on that community aspect as well. If you don't have the right people, or if you're not being supported in your vision and your dream and who you you actually are, then that should be first step. Find people that mirror you and that can support you and lift you up because you need it. Everyone needs it. Yeah. You know, Kelsey, I liked also what you said about, I mean, like on this theme, it's, Aquarius people can feel really the odd one out. They can feel like the lone wolf. They can feel like one of these things is not like the other. Where do I belong? And it can take a a substantial chunk of the life to really find your tribe, find your people, find the sweet spot, you know? Mm -hmm. but, But I also think it's enormously important to do this practice, like you said, how am I the same? And in fact, my father once said that he would sit in, every time he was in an airport, he would sit in the airport and he would look around at each person. And as a practice, he would just say, same, same, Mm, same. Oh my gosh. Same. Mm -hmm. And of course, everything in you goes like, well, no, but I'm not the same. There's all, look at all this whole list, but just stay with the person until you can get into a heartful space of sameness, you know? And that is our practice for, for forever, (laughs) forever. Mine's a little different, but I do actually do something like this. I don't say same, but I do say like, let me just step into being this person's family. Let me just step into being their sister or their daughter or their parent. And let me just see how my feelings change. And instantly they change. If I picture that stranger as my sister, I'm like, okay, I don't agree with what you're doing, but I love you. I do. Because my sister does all kinds of crap that I don't agree with, but I love her at her core. I deeply, deeply love her. And I think if, if we could just say same, or what if, what if I was their sister? What if I was their brother? How would I feel differently? You will, you will feel different. You're not going to agree with everyone. You don't have to, we're not here to agree with everyone, but you are here to see how you're the same. And you are here to love everybody regardless of their personal journey. You know, Yes, mm-hmm. it works guys it just works and if more of us would do this more of the time it'd be easier transition into the new era where we're not all hating each other and fighting each other and invalidating each other's perspectives and making people wrong for being different and blah 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 like people are so polarized i'm so tired of it as you I think probably very passionate tell. <laughs> about this because the- i'm a humanitarian and it bothers me to see my brothers and sisters going out each other's throats and i'm like get it together people like we can do better (laughs) one of the tricky things about Aquarius is that it is a fixed sign so not everyone who's an Aquarius is an evolved humanitarian there are Aquarians that are very fixed in fact if if you think about Aquarius and how it rules groups if you get a group headed in the wrong direction under the age of Aquarius then we're in trouble I mean honestly World War II the whole 
uprising of the Nazis, that was Aquarius as well, because it was a group formed around an ideal. So Mm. we have to have the right ideals and the right visions in place. Like you're, you know, like you're naming Kelsey. It's like, these are the, these are the places that we're headed to and we have to do it together and we have to do so in love. Right. But every sign has its tricky parts and it has its most beautiful parts but one of the tricky parts is its fixity because you can get you can be out there like I am breaking every rule or you can be you know like I refuse I'm alone in my opinions and nobody's gonna change me right Right. kind of stubborn yeah yeah Mm Also, side note, I feel like we bring up Hitler a lot on this show. <laughs> Do you? Just an it's mostly example. me. It's mostly me because when we talk about like how there's a higher perspective for everything and, you know, there's always at the, if you zoom out, you can see like how it's progressing and whatever. And I don't know why it just always pops in my brain. Like, well, what about Hitler? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I often use that. Oh, I God. often use him in the terms of like, when people say, well, can you know from a chart can you know from a chart right. that, like, that this would be an evil person, right? And actually, you can't. Yeah, you can. See- you don't know if like the good or the bad will manifest from that sign, right? And free will yeah. is still a thing. <laughs> yes, yes. And you don't know the level of the soul that's engaging with this chart. You don't exactly. know whether they are a selfish being. You don't know whether they're here to encourage or uplift. You know, so you don't know from just looking at the chart. Ooh, that's so juicy. It is. I like okay, that. so here's here's my next question. I think this is a good segue. So for the people like before, I'm going to rewind a little bit. When you were saying mm-hmm. if you don't know like your top three energies in your chart, your rising, your moon, and your sun, because most people know their sun sign as like, I'm right. an Aquarius, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a whatever. Um, first of all, where can people find that? Because I know there's many places to do it easily. And then what are the other important things that people should look at or pay attention to in their chart so they can get the most benefit from it? Yeah. So it's getting so much easier now just to get your chart online. So it's astro.com or cafeastrology.com. Also on my website, HeidiRose.com, you can order a sun, moon, and rising snapshot. So um, there's an audio, like a 10 minute audio recording about your Mm. sun, moon, and rising. So it's, it's much easier now to just get your chart and the positions. And I'm not going to lie. I Googled it while you were talking and I got all of mine. Cause I forget every time what my <laughs> moon sign is. I never remember my moon. Incidentally, it is Pisces. Um, I was going to say, I was going to ask you earlier, you yeah. must have water. You must be, a, you must have cancer or Pisces because everything you said about introversion and needing solitude, that's cancer, cancer or Pisces, you know, yeah. so, moon, uh, is moon important. I mean, you is, said oh, it was, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's enormously moon, important. It's moon enormously is Pisces. Important. So but my I son mean, is Aries. So I'm always like, I'm like, here, listen to my idea. And then I go hide and right. I'm like, let me do the thing. And then I go hide again. Exactly. So like, that's how exactly. I feel most of the time. <laughs> well, and the thing with the moon. So let's just say a few things about this sun, moon and rising. The moon is our past. It's our childhood. It's our emotional go-to. It's what we do without thinking about it. It's how we feel safe. So a moon in Pisces would feel safe bundled up in her blanket alone and a little invisible though she's artistic and dreamy and intuitive and and deeply feeling all of she would feel the safest that way and yet here you are in Aries our our sun sign is our personality self it's our doing self it's the self that we will most probably manifest so you know to have the water past and then the fiery Aries as your personality those are very very different the rising sign has to do with where you're headed, what energy are you apprenticing to? What are you cultivating in your life? What are you here to learn? What are you here to embody and give? The rising sign is everything. The rising sign is mm. more important than your sun sign. Do we have the same rising sign, Very Kelsey? Cool. Do we? I thought we I, did, but then I thought you said we didn't. I what is yours? I think so. So, I'm okay, so I'm going to ask a personal question and then you'll know what mine is. So, what do you say to people who have the same rising and moon sign? I love it. I love it because it means that you're here to grow the energy of that sign. And you just said yourself, you articulated the journey because an Aquarius moon at first feels like I'm the odd one out. I don't know where I belong or I'm a total rebel and just I'm being rebellious for rebellion's sake. But an Aquarius rising says, I'm here to be with you. I'm here to be the water bearer. I'm here to uh. 
grow community. So it's about the evolution of the sign. So you signed Ooh. up for the whole journey of Aquarius. You signed wow. up to, yeah. So when you have the moon and the rising sign, it's a pretty cool combo. Yeah. Well, actually my moon and rising is cancer. My sun sign is Aquarius. Oh. So Lindsay, oh, oh. to answer your oh, question, okay, okay, I'm okay. cancer. <laughs> okay, well then let me take it back and let me say this. It's the moon in cancer and cancer rising. That's fascinating because the moon in cancer is see you guys both have water moons right that's that's one of your rapport things right and a cancer moon has its own intense vulnerability where it's like it needs to feel protected and it needs to feel wow don't hurt me and if you hurt me guess what you're never coming near me again right goodbye forever (laughs) yeah so the cancer moon um is and it's very maternal it wants to it doesn't mean that you have to have your own kids it just means that you could take you need to take care of something or someone then the cancer rising is about the human family because cancer is all about family. And so is it your own little tribe that you're taking care of it? Or are you taking care of like a much, are, are your arms wide? Are you embracing? Are you including all? So, I mean, in your, in your chart, it's really interesting because cancer and Aquarius are radically different energies. Right. Cancer has to do with the past. Aquarius has to do with the future. Wow. Your, your Aquarius helps you break with the past of the cancer so that you can move towards a new, more inclusive, uh, Cancerian future. Mm, you nailed it. Yeah. Well, if anyone's been listening did to this podcast, it. I basically just was like, my brothers and sisters, humanity, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's pretty obvious now that we spell it out. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Lindsay, um, yeah, I think you were nodding your head in agreement of... <laughs> I mean, she just, she nailed us. She nailed it for both of us. My childhood, I needed, yeah, that's exactly how I, my, I didn't have the strong, let me just say, but it does make sense that like, that's what I would go back to is just needing to feel safe or, you know, cozy, whatever. Now my rising Sagittarius, tell me what does that mean? Sagittarius is a fire sign. And so Sagittarius, so yeah. Aries, that's you're, right. You're, you're calling in fire. You're <laughs> calling in fire. And Sagittarius, its phrase is, I see the goal, I reach the goal, and then I see another. So it might be born into- so powerful. It is very powerful because Sagittarians are here to teach, they're here to mentor, and they're here to help broaden horizons. And you start out by taking off your own blinders and you start out by going like, oh my God, there's a bigger world than I thought, you know? (laughs) And so, you know, Sagittarius rising people are here to uplift, inspire, encourage, be the world travelers, be the world philosophers. Um, They're really uh, often like glasses half half full and we can do this and there can be a resilience to it now is that different than pisces yes it is because pisces can can feel collapsed and can feel hopeless and can feel exhausted but sagittarius is like get on your horse and ride we are going for it like yeah that makes total sense leonardo dicaprio once said (laughs) (laughs) i have the best little snippets don't i leonardo dicaprio once said he could not imagine dying before seeing every inch of the planet And I was a kid when I heard him say, I was like a teenager, 14, 15. And I was like, oh my God, like I've never forgot that. And I've kind of adopted it as like my own thing because I am very much like, I want to live here. I want to go here. I want to visit here. I want to stay here. I'm, I'm very much a traveler in that sense. And I'd like to think that I am a a teacher. I definitely feel like I came here to, to do that and to help people kind of, as you said, take their blinders off. very, very, very good. And just off the top of her head, Kelsey, like look at her nail and us. She's right off the top of her head. What could you expect anything This is why so many people revere you and just love you. I definitely can see it. So Heidi, now I'm curious, what are your- I was gonna ask that. I gotta know. So I'm an Aries as well. Yeah. And yes, and I have Leo rising, which okay. is another fire cool. sign. And but I have a Capricorn moon. And the Capricorn moon is very grounding for the fire. And given that I do this metaphysical work and I'm an astrologer, I always talk about how it has to be grounded and there has to be a bridge between the high and the low. And if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it in a really concrete tangible way you know so that's the capricorn moon part that's just like Mm. i don't want to get too 
too far out there. I want it to make sense. I want it to be applicable. I want us to be able to plan our lives based on knowing who we are in the world and give our gifts. Yeah. Yeah. You do strike me as a grounded lady. I always like really really just cherish and value grounded people because I personally feel like I'm never grounded because I'm either (laughs) like floating in this like like in the seas of my emotions or like floating in outer space in my ideas so I feel like I'm literally like never (laughs) grounded ever so I'm just like oh what it would be like to be a grounded a person but the best I can do is just hang out with grounded people (laughs) well and that's what's interesting like cancer and Capricorn are opposite each other so cancer is the great fluid mama who feels everything and Capricorn is the structured father energy so Capricorn would feel good to a cancer because it's like oh I can rest in this just like cancer would feel good to a Capricorn because it would allow the Capricorn to be a little less guarded or a little less you know, in control of everything. It would help them get a little mushier and softer. <laughs> oh, that's me and my mom. Cause my oh. mom is a Capricorn. So okay, that, okay. the way you described that, I was like, oh yeah, that, that feels true for sure. I love that. I, I love that, that too. So I had like a technical question about why the moon, the rising and the sun are the most like power players in our chart. What about all the other planets when we were born? Why They're- do those matter less? Well, they're enormously (laughs) important. They're enormously important as well. But if you think about the earth, if you think about our earth, right? Mm -hmm. And and we're standing on our earth, the sun is shining on our earth and we would all die without it, right? So obviously it's the center of everything. And the moon is revolve, you know, is right there with us in earth. So those three are just, they're always having a conversation. And so as a little person born on the earth, those, the earth, the sun and the moon are the closest conversations, but of course, it's enormously important. Where's your Mercury? Where's your Venus? How do you love in the world? Where's your Mars? What are you willing to fight for? You know, uh, what is your, where's your Mercury? How are you, how do you communicate? Um, you know, you, you need to know every voice in the choir to really know the song that you're going to be singing. Mm, oh, beautiful what a analogy. beautiful metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Away thoughtfully designs suitcases, bags, and other travel things. All they think about are awesome colors, different shapes and sizes, locks that actually work. Would you look at that? 360 degree spinner wheels that make it super easy to spin modern materials, compression pads so you can pack more than you'll ever use on your trip, and laundry bags to keep things tidy. Basically, all Away thinks about is travel. All anyone is thinking about these days is travel. So if we're all thinking about it and we all want it, then give it. Give the gift of travel. Explore Away's full range of all things travel at awaytravel.com and give the gift that's on everyone's mind. Awaytravel.com slash vibin will get you a 100 day trial so go to awaytravel.com slash v-i-b-i-n and give the gift that's on everyone's mind as we've all experienced before booking a doctor's appointment is usually super annoying and time consuming but now you can do it online without having to wait on the phone thank the lord with a simple little app called zocdoc ZocDoc just asks you where you are, what your insurance is and what you need. And then you can see all the doctors in your area that take your insurance and even when they are available. Plus each doctor has a bunch of verified reviews, which is awesome. So you can see who might be a great fit for you. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. You can search for doctors who take your insurance, find who's close to you. You can book in-person or video chat appointments and you never have to wait on hold with the receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com slash and download the ZocDoc app to sign in for free. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to see a doctor. And honestly, I wish I had known about it sooner because when I first moved here to Charlotte, it was such a hassle to try and find doctors. I had to call around to all these different offices and then some wouldn't take my insurance. And then I went on the insurance platform to see which doctors there were, but I couldn't see who was available and when, and I was getting all these like weird results and it was just super annoying. So Basically, ZocDoc makes healthcare easy and makes your life better. 
So now's the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Vibin and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor, many of which are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash Vibin. Yeah. And on the days when I feel super low and hopeless, I'm going to think of my Sagittarius and be like, let's do this. Get on your horse. I love that. I'm never oh. going to forget that now. Well, it's, it's hugely helpful for you because again, Pisces is so fluid and permeable and, and needs lots and lots of downtime. And, but Sagittarius is, it's, it's ready for action. So you always will have that voice that'll come in and help you lift you up when you need to do the next thing, or when you need to get the next bout of inspiration, Sagittarius is there for you. (laughs) Gosh, that's so cool. So I have another question about Venus and Venus stuff. So I guess it's not really a question or it's more of just like, I really are gravitated towards that energy, but I don't even know what it is. So can you tell us, teach us more about that? Yeah. Venus is like the big sister to the earth. Um, oh. They're about the same size. And Venus has, is, you could almost say is like the soul to the earth's personality. Ooh. And Venus is um, a planet that rules beauty and value. And uh, it rules I want to say intelligent love and it's deeply connected to the Ajna center too. It's deeply connected to the third eye, but wherever Venus is in your chart, you learn about what you value. You learn how you love in the world. You learn, uh, where, where, what you should be doing more of because wherever Venus is, it's like, it is important that you do this. So if Venus is in Aries, it's important that you initiate, that you're bold, that you take action, that you're daring. You know, if Venus is in Cancer, it's so important that you have a home that you love, that you tend to, that you light the fire in, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so you get you get little messages around how you are meant to create beauty in the world through where your Venus is placed. Cool. I love my, that. My Venus is in Aries and so is my Mercury. And that's the two that you said. And I'm looking right now. I'm like, they're both in Aries. I don't even know. I'm probably just like, I'm the Ram through and through. Yeah. Well, you're like <laughs> Venus in Aries is like the daughter that sprung from her father's head, fully armed. You know, she's got, she's, she's got lots of bold ideas and she falls in love fast. And she's like, you know, and there can be a certain impatience with Aries, you know, it's like, hurry up, we're going to do this. Yep. And Mer- Mercury in Aries has a lot to say, and it says it directly, you know? Um, so yeah. My poor husband, he will agree <laughs> with everything you're saying right now. Like she's just <laughs> taking me along all her ideas and she, I barely get a sentence in without her going on to something else yeah that's me yes and that's <laughs> why it's me, nice Heidi. That, and yet it's nice that here you are this little sweet pisces moon too which definitely is a qualifying energy to the aries so you would be a sensitive leader or a compassionate yes. leader, or a person that that thinks about that that feels into things a little bit more than the typical Aries, you know, that, that has softer edges than the typical Aries. So mm, like I'm an Aries, that. but, but Merc, but for me, see, you have, we're both Aries. Mm-hmm. You have Mercury in Aries. I have Mercury in Pisces. Mercury is a really important planet for Aries. It's the leading planet for Aries. So you have a double assertion with Aries. I have a kind of softer mercurial yeah. energy around uh, because it's in Pisces, but we have a similar flavor because your moon's in Pisces. So you're going to still be a sensitive communicator. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. And, and the, the funny thing is because, I mean, I don't know, is it possible for two people to have the exact same chart if they're not twins? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, Absolutely. if you're born at the same minute in the same yeah. town, yeah. right? Yep. And then you start to have to ask questions around, um, where you are in your, like you could say souls unfoldment or souls development. How do you use these energies and how are, what family were you born into? I mean, even twins, you know, like twins can be so radically different, right? So the energies manifest in different ways with, with different souls and uh, yeah so so do you go into the soul's journey with people like do you actually say or do you feel like you can tell them like where their soul is no what, what I can tell what I can feel into and and tell is 
we can say this, the rising sign does not really come into its fullest potency and effect until you're interested in helping others. Mm. And there are plenty of people that are not interested in anything other than do I yeah. have the right car? Do I, am I, do I look fabulous? Am I, you know, whatever it is. Me, me, me. And, right. I mean, and obviously we all are little personal beings and we're interested in ourselves, but the rising sign will not even be significant except for how you look, you know, until you say, gosh, I think I can, I think I can be of help in the world. I think I'd like to give, give a gift in the world. I think I can help a few people. So that's an indicator of soul journey. Cause there are a yeah. lot of young souls who are just like, you know, not, not yet ready to contribute in that way. Um, and so sometimes I sit down with a person and it's clear that the problems are much more um, about a, a smaller world. And sometimes it's like, okay, I want to figure these things out in myself so I can be more effective in the world. I mean, I don't, obviously we all talk. I mean, I talk all the time about I'm depressed, I'm stuck, I'm level, you know, it's not about, it's not about coming to, um, to me pure and like, I yeah. just want to be a servant in the world. It's just, you can feel it in a person when they're, when they want to be of use and of service. Love that. Mm, this is, so I think that's the biggest indicator of the soul's journey. It's, are you here for yourself or are you here to see what you can add to the world? <laughs> and you know what? I love this definition. There's a definition of service um, that comes from the Alice Bailey books. And, and it's this, that true service is just the spontaneous expression of the soul. Oh, so beautiful. it's not about like, I'm in the trenches and I'm serving meals. You know, it's not, a, it's not, doesn't have to be that practical. It is if you are living into the fullness of who you are and giving it as a gift, that is your truest service. And beautiful. I would say at this moment in time, my definition of like, real pure service would be like it's not that you make yourself the martyr right it's that you're of service to everyone including yourself and like it mm. brings value and joy and expansion and expression to you to be of service so yes you're helping those people and at the same time it helps you or elevates you or energizes you so at least that's how I've found it yeah no be. that's beautiful that's beautiful absolutely because then like because people always try and like be so selfless selfless that it's to their own detriment but I'm like do the math here if you help one person at your own detriment you just like transferred the helpful energy but you didn't actually make another helped person in the world because then yeah. you became someone who's unhelped right so it's exactly. like mathematically speaking that didn't really help anyone that much at all so it's better to you know fill your cup and let it overflow with there's an image that I love for the, for the cancerian energy, Kelsey, that is like cancer grows spherically. So it doesn't grow linearly. It grows spherically. So at first you say, okay, I'm going to take care of this little, little pod. Okay. Now I have room and the capability of taking care of a wider circle. Okay. Now I'm going to open my arms further and you become more and more inclusive and more and more of the great mama bear energy. But like you said, you haven't left yourself out of it. And the phrase for cancer is so beautiful. It just says, I build a lighted house and therein dwell. Oh my gosh. I love it. So you Wait, are where building. Where can we find these phrases? Cause I need to see these. I can, I will send them to you, but they're, they're from the Alice Bailey books, but they're, um, I think they're also on my website, um, but I can send them to you as well, but they're very beautiful phrases. And, you know, for cancer, I build a lighted house and there and dwell is so gorgeous because it starts with your body and then it mm. extends to your family and then it extends to your business. And then it extends to your neighborhood and your community. And, you know, and you can, these are soul mantrums. I love that. Yeah. That yeah. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just true. look at my life like, whoa, it's happening. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad we have you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some, some of those phrases I've, I've, you know, I've done charts for thousands of people and sometimes I'll say one of the phrases and it just is, it's, it, it touches people in such a way that it's like a recognition, like tears, right. like that's what I'm here for, you know, that, uh, or just an understanding of the journey that they've had so far, you know? Um, yeah. so there, there are definitely phrases you can live with your whole life. And it's like speaking and remembering a forgotten language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause your soul knows, and that's why you're having that reaction, yes. but 
you know, it's something you have never heard before, because I, I really do believe that humanity used to be so much more connected and we used to know so much more. And then thank goodness for technology, but I feel like it also is one of the things that probably disconnected us from what's important, you know, the most and bring coming back the, to that's important too. Yeah. We're going through the growing pains with technology and that's part of the pain of the first part of the age of Aquarius will be some of the growing pains of, of how do we use technology? Do we use it, you know, for good or for evil, you know, or do we, yeah. do we what are we doing with it? And then how do we use this ability to be connected to, to grow love, to grow wisdom, to grow our service work. Um, so we're going to, it's going to take a lot of years to evolve that. Um, yeah. and, and we might, it might get darker before it gets brighter, but the long, long-term optimism. <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, yeah. <laughs> gotta have it this day. Yeah. And age. Yes. <laughs> gotta yes. have that hope. Gotta have that optimism. Gotta have each other. Gotta help each other. So Man, this has been awesome. I want to head over to the Patreon so we can talk for maybe a couple more minutes if you have a few, Heidi. Um, and I don't know what else I was going to say. I'm just so excited. I feel like this is such a gorgeous conversation that we just birthed for the world. So, <laughs> okay. There's that motherly energy right there. That mama bear birthing right. stuff. Um, yes, let's go to Patreon. Uh, is there any announcements that are gonna we're going to need to say before next week? I don't think so. I think just that we're going on a little holiday yes. break, Lindsay and I. So we're not going to be recording every week, but we're going to pre-record some cool content for you guys. And then each week drop a little tidbit for your earbuds. So you'll still have episodes. Don't you worry, but they might be a little bit different format. So be excited to be surprised and delighted. That's all I'm going to say It might just be that. like, don't ever do an episode again and only give us this content. <laughs> we'll and see. then Heidi, before we log off here, can you tell everyone how they can work with you, get to know you better, absorb your awesomeness more. Yeah, yeah. the best place probably to start is uh, at my website, HeidiRose.com, H-E-I-D-I-R-O-S-E. -E. And then uh, every day I write on Instagram at Heidi Rose Robbins, I write what I call a moon note, which is the astrology of the day. Um, but those two places will get you started. And there are lots of ways to join me. I teach a lot. I have um, a, a book coming out next year. And I have 12 little zodiacal love letter books that are out right now that are Aww. wonderful. If you buy your sun, moon and rising sign, you get a beautiful sort of huge shot of love for each sign. So, oh my gosh. Merry Christmas to me. I'm totally doing that. Right. Yeah, they're right here. <laughs> I'll show, I'll show you your readers can't see. Yes. Show that. us. Well, whoever's um, watching on the Patreon can but, see. So here's an air, the, here's the Aries love letter book and they're yeah. all, they're all different colors and they're, they're broken up into four different sections. The first section is celebrating your Aries love. Then it's living your Aries love. Then it's growing your Aries love. And then there's writing prompts at the end for each sign. And so, okay. So should we be buying these for our son or for our rising? Exactly. For all of them, my friend, for your all son, of them. You know, I mean, I mean, honestly, if you, I, I don't, if you only have a limited budget, then start with your, I would say, start with your sun sign if you're new to astrology, but, um, but honestly, the three pack is the way to go because oh, then you yeah. get, you say, oh my gosh, this is the energy I steeped in growing up. This is the energy that's available to me all the time. And this is the energy I'm apprenticing to. And so you, you know, to, you get a much better picture. There, cool. I, I didn't, I don't think I heard you say that it comes in a three pack. So that just solves every problem. You just get, <laughs> get the three pack. Well, just get all three. Get Yeah. You just, you'll just have to choose your, your unique three. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. Yeah. So, and, and for me, astrology is such a form of um, encouragement and, and a way to have compassion for one another. And so I think these books also help with that. They, they help us be more compassionate with one another because we see what's what the, the struggles of a sign and we see the bounty of a sign. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. Oh, this yeah. is so good. Thanks for being here, Heidi. This was oh, awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was total joy. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our high vibe community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe every week, we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes. If you want to be also in the loop that way, and be sure to connect with us on social at Lindsay Robinson and at Kelsey Aida. 
And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also, leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.